0: yo what's good y'all welcome to the john cat show episode thirty nine thank you so much for tuning in it has been a minute I'm back I'm gonna call this season three the uh the little platform thingy that I use to upload these organizers by season so we're coming in season three fresh uh hope everybody's having a great week hope everybody is feeling good mentally physically i am uh I'm feeling pretty good physically anyway Nah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that another show. I'm gonna do a whole other show on like health stuff and addiction and all that type of stuff. I don't want to jump the gun. Sometimes I do something for like five minutes, I become the expert on it. So I'm gonna let that marinate a little bit. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna gauge the the full experience before I do the full rant on all that stuff. So that's that's upcoming. So I wanted to talk a little bit about and this is stuff I touched on before but perhaps this is a a different perspective than I've offered in the past but you know as far as human behavior is concerned and uh and as far as how that relates to society and and interpersonal relationships and so forth I mean look if there is something that I feel I've spent a good deal of my life thinking about and analyzing and you know studying in my own way it would be it would be that type of thing, you know, so if there's if there's any area where I can maybe offer insight or even make, and listen, again, I don't take my own advice. So like a lot of people, you know, I, I think maybe the best advice givers are sometimes the ones who have fucked up the worst, which is why they're in a position where they can say that a thing is a certain way because they've personally experienced it. But but no, honestly, listen, like I'm not trying to sound like some, you know, cocky asshole or something. Believe me, I'm the first one to acknowledge uh, the areas where I'm lacking. But yeah, when it comes to like analyzing human behavior, kind of understanding what makes people tick and emotions and those kind of things, I feel like I, I see it more. I, I trust my brain with those things more than I trust anyone else's. But but look, when it comes to ourselves, when it comes to myself if you're talking about a situation that you were personally emotionally invested in all bets are off i you know i've learned not to trust myself in those cases i don't care how emotionally intelligent you are you're not going to remain fully objective when your own emotions are involved when when your life is involved that stuff that stuff really is blinding it uh, it blinds us to the things that we know to be true, just about humans and about ourselves or or you know more often even perhaps it uh, it kind of makes us in denial about those things because the emotions we feel override, and we we don't want to recognize it either way can't be trusted in those cases necessarily but like you know if you made me i always say like if i was on a, a jury or something i would just be studying the the defendant the whole time as much as the evidence um i'd probably not be a good juror i always say like give me i would rather than be on a jury and sit through a trial give me a couple hours alone in a room with the guy like, do you want to know if he killed her? Like, I just need to talk to him. I just got to look him in the eye and have a real conversation with this dude. And, I, and I'll and i be able to tell you with 99% I feel efficiency, uh, whether or not the, the, the man's guilty or not. But yeah, like, here, here's the thing I was thinking about the other day when it comes to human interaction and interpersonal really, because look, people, people in my life, you know, will, will come to me for forever and and also i have my own my own personal shit that i deal with obviously and just stuff that i see in general or online or in society as a whole here's the thing the 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 vast majority of what upsets people is based around or related to other people's behavior and actions period now i i always say when people are really mad or they're really angry they're really mad at themselves and that's true and the deep stuff, especially, and the regret and all that. But these two things are not mutually exclusive. They're not antithetical. And it still relates to, even when we're mad at ourselves, it still relates to other people's behavior. And you'd be hard pressed to find an example where that doesn't apply. But but you gotta think about how bizarre that really is. You know, we're we're so busy dealing with our own. It's like the daily interaction stuff, this this the shit that upsets people it's always what someone did or what they didn't do or what they said or how they reacted And then it's a, what I re- how I reacted it's this, never ending cycle, but it's always based around what someone did said, didn't do, or didn't say, or how I reacted to this thing that they did or didn't do or say. And people spend a lot of time and energy focused on that stuff and thinking about those things like way more than they would care to admit. And A lot of people are a lot more bothered by it than they care to admit. A lot of them admit it freely and they tell you how bothered they are all the time. But but like, but listen, here's what I tell people or advise people. It's like, look at yourself. Look at your own brain. Think about how fucked up you are. I don't mean that in a bad way. Just think about how fucking hard it is to, to manage that and to be like a functioning member of society and And to maintain and battle all this weird stuff, now just think about all that's the stuff you never share with people, the stuff you just deal with on a deep down level, and you know it's the human experience, like everyone goes through that to different degrees, but just think about that, and then apply that to those other people, and then even more specifically, if there are specific people in your life who are upset, like look at them, do they seem like happy? well-adjusted people that probably have an easy time dealing with life. So you got to think about they're dealing with that all day. That's going to manifest in so many ways. And for you to spend your time trying to figure out why someone else is behaving the way they are or acting the way they are is if we don't already have a difficult enough time managing our own crazy brains, and you're going to get frustrated that you can't apply a, like sensical reasoning to why they're because they're not doing exactly how you would have done it or they're not saying how you you would have said it or you can't understand where they're coming. Fuck it. Fuck it. They have a million thing reasons that they're never going to express or share or anything else that they're either aware of or unaware of. It doesn't even matter. They're, they're doing the same shit you are trying to survive, and it, it may be if they're really acting difficultly toward you or really mistreating you, they're probably trying even a lot harder to survive than, than you would. Like, but your interaction such a small percentage of your life, you know what I mean? And then the time that you spend focusing on those interactions is way out of proportion. So like, again, you got to manage and deal with yourself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. People aren't even, by the way, thinking about you any more than you're thinking about them usually anyway. And if they are, then they got a problem and they should be applying the same type of advice. Like people really do sit there ruminating all day. Why would they do this? Why would they say that? Look at all the crazy, weird, nonsensical shit you did that you probably know deep down why you did it. Or maybe you don't even. It's like it's it's hard enough to even understand why we personally do some of the things we do, much less understand someone else. But think about all that stuff and go, they they could have a million reasons. And it may it's to see, that's the thing. People's idiosyncrasies, for lack of a better word, you know, it's stuff's not universal and you're not going to understand stuff that doesn't align with you're like, I have a lot of my own weird shit. Right. And so I do a lot of things that the you know the average person that doesn't know me that well enough or even a lot of people that do know me pretty well would be perplexed and you know I try not to impose it on other people I try to just kind of let people do their thing and then I do my thing because I know how messed up some of my stuff are but then I'll see somebody else do something it makes no sense to me at all and it starts to frustrate me and I'm like why are they doing it this way it makes no sense. But then I remind myself, I go, you know what? I do shit that would make no sense to other people. And sure, if I pin this person down and interrogated them for three hours about their issues, I could maybe get to the bottom of why they're doing it. But it doesn't matter. Is it really going affecting my life? You know what I mean? Is it really having any sort of adverse impact on me going about? So, like, let them have it. Let them have it. Let let people just kind of be a little weird and crazy and everybody's dealing with some shit that you'll never understand and you don't have to understand it. You know, you, you don't want to put meaning where it doesn't belong. You don't want to take stuff personally that's not personally intended for you. People do a lot of weird shit just to kind of survive and get through the day and then other people in their lives... Start like they'll take it personally and go there. You did this. It's, it's like, dude, person wasn't thinking about you. It's not about you. Not about you. That person's so caught up. Now, as as you being a person on the other end of that, we are all way too caught up in our own shit. So that's the part. See, the only effort you can make, you shouldn't be making effort to change other people and have them explain this. Or, you should do it with yourself, you know? And you should certainly be very self aware of your own shit so that you don't find yourself making other people uncomfortable and imposing it on other people cuz you're look your loved ones will accommodate your your weirdness and that's okay and look a lot of stuff is is harmless a lot of people just have different sets of weird issues uh, you know there's a very wide array of what people how people mold their lives around their own you know mental hurdles and stuff that they and people's loved ones naturally are going to accommodate a lot. but if it's you know if you're somebody who's imposing it on other people if you're constantly upsetting other people if you're disruptive you know if you're insulting those are the kind listen you there's there's things people can work on i always say you got to be yourself but there's still things you can work on you can still be an authentic person and also be you know access the kind parts of yourself more than you're accessing and I know better than anybody. Listen, I could be the grumpiest fucking person ever, but I do, I do try not to jab people with it too much, you know? Listen, no nobody is is one thing at all. I mean, unless you're just a, psycho, a real psychopath or something or whatever, you know, you lack actual... Nobody's one thing. Everybody's got the good stuff in them, and to some degree, people have a lot of weird, messy life I say it all the time. Life is messy and it's messy because people are messy and our brains and, you know, we make it that way. The The best things in life bring about some of the hardest things in life. And that's just the way it is. It really is the human experience. Like, imagine if everybody was just kind and honest and noble and caring just 100% of the time, like. You know, you think about how preposterous that sounds because it's it's not possible. Like you know, you're lucky you, if you get it in bursts. You can't be selfless all the time. Like I said, you got to live with yourself and satisfy all this to, just to survive. It's a basic your basic survival mechanisms, your most basic biological needs and and desires and instincts are gonna override. Just nobody can just be selfless. It's impossible. And if you are like you could be too, you gotta look out for you. You gotta be selfish so that you can you know put yourself in a position where you're at least even useful to people as well. You know what I mean? You can't just be uh, you know a-, a doormat in life. That's for sure. There's there's certain aspects of this stuff that people can work on. One, I say it all the time. You can you can lower your expectations. As soon as you stop expecting other people to behave in a certain way like like I was saying before like the idea that you think you could control or manifest someone else's behavior and in in fact you often will get the opposite result when you try to do that stuff but yeah lower your expectations and just understand people are going to do all types of weird inexplicable shit you're going to you're going to have people in your life that do and think and feel a certain way. And then they do other stuff and you go, what the fuck? Like, it makes no sense to you because in your mind, if you were thinking about like, so what? You're going to sit there and obsess over that? Like people sit there and obsess over other people's behavior all the time. You can make a concerted effort to do a hell of a lot less of that. That's for sure. You know, again, because the idea, it's not it's not about you. Their behavior is not about you. You are about you. Your behavior is about you. Control what you can control. As I was watching that clip, Connor McGregor, I don't know, years ago, he's like, I don't know his exact words. He said, uh, he's like, I'll do respect to everybody. Fuck everybody. You know, I would do it in his accent, but I can't do Irish. We'll do it. No, I'm not even going to try. I was saying the other day I was gonna transition to a British, I said a Tom Hardy accent, so I could just go around telling people to fuck off. Listen, I want to tell people to fuck off all the time. It feels good sometimes to be just a grumpy prick, you know. You know when you're when you're doing the when you're British, it's like a lot easier. It's like it doesn't come off as uh, vitriolic, you know. You'd be like, oh, I might fuck off, you fucking cunt, you know. Sorry, I, I'm gonna edit that out. I, I you know, that's a word. That's what I'm saying. In UK, you can get away with saying that kind of stuff and it doesn't have the same connotations to it. It's the accent. Just be like, oh, you fucking wanker. <laughs> I used to be able to do a much better British accent. I got it. You can't be all, uh, you can't be like, oh, cheerio. Mate, you got to be, you know, you got to be casual with it. There we go. You got to just like Tom Hardy, mate. You'll be like, oh, I went to me mate's flat and we we watched the telly and had some tea. You know, you go I'm gonna just do what well, if I did the rest of the show talking like this. I could just be like, Oi, you fucking wanker, you fucked the right to fuck off, mate. <laughs> I was I was posting uh I shared a clip of um a UFC dude, uh Patty the Batty he's won this fight the other night. He's from I think like Liverpool there's different, you know, UK has accents the way we do, like the difference from Texas to New York, you know, like we, we don't pick up on it necessarily as US people, but when you hear someone like him, it's like it's I think his is like a scouse accent, like they're from like Liverpool. He was talking about how, uh, you know, he'd rather be fat and happy between fights. He's eating his pizza, talking about he'd rather be fat and happy than have a, a six pack all year round. But I just, the accent's so cool. He was saying, uh, he's like, I'm not arsed by it. Arsed. They say arsed, A R S E D, which arse is an ad. But if they say you're not arsed, it means you're not concerned. You're not bothered. They'd be like, oh, I, w- I went to the doctor, May He wasn't arsed about the. The x-ray, that was not a good accent, but we should be, we should be bringing some of that vernacular here. All right. No more accents. But yeah, no, I, I, I have the inclination to not be as nice. See, that's what I'm saying. We're not one thing. So it's like you can choose. That's the part where you can make the effort. That's the part where you're still being authentic. See, this, is, this is a discussion I was having online the other day. It's not antithetical because I I say two things, right? I offer what sounds almost like antithetical advice or contradictory advice, which is I'm always saying to be kind and caring and and to like meet people on their level, you know what I mean? And to kind of, you know, see, a lot of people just do it naturally. And again, I'm not tooting my own fucking horn here at all because I suck in a million areas, but. I have always just kind of naturally done that. You know, I don't I don't sit there and think, "Well, let me uh, be kind" or whatever. Like, in fact, I am fucking grumpy a lot. And usually when I'm grumpy, I probably don't hide it as well as I should. So I should be taking my own advice here. Cuz my my point <laughs> my point being is we all have different parts of ourselves, right? And we can choose and say, "Hey, I'm going to access this good part right now." And that's not being inauthentic. Because it's still, you're still being you. And again, unless you're a complete psychopath who doesn't have those parts, then you have those parts. And some people have to work on it more than other people. Maybe some people, you know, it does come a little more naturally. I mentioned this on Twitter the other day. I was talking about, I talk about a lot, you know, authenticity. I was talking about people's facial looks like that people don't realize that the faces they make, you know, make them either more likable or unlikable. You know, when they're communicating or even non commute, it's all that nonverbal stuff. I was thinking about somebody specifically who's famous, and I was like, he's just such an unlikable person. I was like, it's his face, you know? But I, but in any case, I was talking about, you know, if you could teach a lot of this stuff or, or if, if, if it's not teachable, and I think a lot of it is like it was somebody actually replied to it, and I thought it was a really, I'm going to read it to you. I thought it was a really, um, Well articulated reply. All right. So yeah, the the tweet I had written that he replied to, I said, I don't think people understand how likable or unlikable our faces can make us, our expressions while communicating. It's everything. It even translates in our voices, which it does. I said, Is this a teachable thing though? This was part of I, you know, sometimes people say I should tweet more in threads, because what I do, I kind of like get on a topic and then like throughout the day or throughout the night, I'll kind of just keep expounding or explaining expanding i never know if it's expanding or expounding but i just keep doing that and then like it's not probably good because one person's going to read one and then not read the other ones before it and after it and it's kind of out of context but in any case uh, mr andante here replied he said yes it can be coached and it doesn't have to lead to inauthenticity some of us introverts needed to develop skills to use our faces and voices in ways that more effectively signal the passion and enthusiasm we genuinely feel. That's really well said. He's, it's exactly what I'm talking about here. Some of us introverts needed to develop skills to use our faces and voices in ways that more effectively signal the passion and enthusiasm we genuinely feel. See, that's what he's saying. That a lot of people, again, unless you're a psychopath... You genuinely do feel those good things, passion, enthusiasm, kindness. You just may not be knowing how to art or you're so caught up in the shit that that you're ruminating about and all the bad stuff and all the negative stuff. And you just kind of do have to train your mind to access some of those more positive things. You know, it's still coming from an authentic place. You're just choosing to access your better parts and apply them to different situations. Again, assuming you have, look, if you're just a grumpy, miserable fuck, I, I listen, if you're a truly grumpy or if something's really messed up or gr- I, I would choose if I had to choose, I'll take an authentic grump over a fake nice person. I'm not saying to be fake and fake it if you if you don't have if you don't have that anywhere in you or if you, <laughs> you really dislike, don't be fake, maybe be cordial, just, you know. Access your authentic good stuff more often. I think kindness, you know, is such a simple word, but I think kindness, maybe a little empathy sprinkled in there, but being kind kind of really does reconcile all that stuff and bring it together. You know what I mean? Like, sure, not everyone's naturally caring and empathetic and kind or had, you know, but here's what I'll say actually that we can really learn. This is something that we can actually truly learn and condition and improve upon is that it's it's actually I was pointing out a second ago kind of which is a lot of kind sensitive people really are so caught up in their own problems and worries and stuff and it's like by the way it's not even a selfless thing to do to be like hey I'm going to think about myself less it's pretty selfish because <laughs> it's good for you. Like it makes you feel, listen, you want to treat yourself kindly. You want to, if you're going to have kindness and caring and empathy for other people, you have to give it to yourself first. If you're not being nice to yourself, you're not going to be able to be nice to anybody else. Right? So if you're just sitting there beating yourself over the head with all these bad thoughts and, and things that you think, you know, are bad about you or that it's like, or or negatives regret whatever stop like the minute you actually get outside of your head and just stop thinking about all your own shit you'll actually find it is a lot easier to deal with other people's shit right you're not already operating at like overflow level where you just can't take on anything like just kind of breathe relax look up at the sky go hey you know what i don't have to even if this thing is bad Thinking about it is accomplishing nothing, you know, and if there is something that can be done, just go, hey, I'm going to do this thing. That's a good thing. I'm going to fake whatever and then do it and don't sit there and think about it. So, yeah, a a lot of people that you probably don't think are very nice are probably nice somewhere in there. They're just really caught up in their own shit and they don't know how to get out of it. And uh, it manifests itself in a lot of unhealthy ways whether it's them lashing out at you for stuff or, or just, you know, behaving in a way that doesn't make people listen. A lot of those people know it and they go home at night and they don't want to feel that way and they don't want to behave that way. And then they get up the next day and they do it anyway, because they don't know how to get out of that cycle and break that cycle. You'll find it a lot easier to, to be caring toward others. The minute you do get out of that, even, you know, it, 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 you don't, you know, people are very caught up in this all or nothing mentality. It's like, well, if I can't feel this way all the time, then what's it's like? No, you can do it in burst. You could do it. Gra- the more you make concerted efforts to do this stuff, believe me, it, it becomes a lot more habit forming and uh, it, it you respond healthier to a whole lot of things. And then, then the other thing you really can work and this goes hand in hand is, you know, you really do have to be self-aware, like get to know yourself and just be like hey i i have this weird thing where this specific thing does trigger me in a way that it wouldn't most people and and therefore most people aren't going to understand my reactions in these types of situations or that my behavior necessarily they're going to miss and sort of like you got to be aware of your own stuff and not not be in defensive mode all the time it really is a concerted effort And like, how, how do we do those things? Like, I mean, for me personally, I talk about appreciation a lot. I talk about, I talk about, you know, the universe and the world a lot. It's because it offers such a different perspective. It, it, look around the world, look around the universe that we don't understand. Look how insignificant that thing is that you're allowing yourself to obsess about and fuck up with your head all day look at it in comparison so that's like number one all that appreciation gratitude just for even being here and even in comparison to a lot of other people that are here and are dealing with way way worse stuff but then just on a personal level like you really can just with little tiny adjustments like changing physical routines even and doing you know eating differently and and little things like that. You'd be a and people, again, it's so people are so all or nothing and they do it in short bursts and they get impatient or whatever. But like a month is a really short time. Two months is a really short time. Three months is so like do something for two, three months consistently and see how you feel. And then, you know what I mean? Like, like change, change the way you eat for two months, change, workout all, you know, four or five days a week for two, three months or something like it's such a short period of time. You, you really, you you know, people will be amazed at, they always say act as if acts like, think of, I've said this before, think of like the healthiest version of who you'd want to be or the most success. Any, think of who you'd want to be on your best day, right? And how would they be behaving? What would that person be doing? And then just do those things. Like, again, it's a concerted, you could sit there and go, hey, I'm going to not sit and think about and do this negative thing that I've been doing and it's been bothering. I'm going to just get up and do this other thing because I know it's about. I'm just going to make myself do it. And then that just becomes part of your routine. It really does. It becomes ingrained in you. Those Those are the areas that we can really, that we have complete control over way more than we like to admit to ourselves, because, <laughs> because you know, again, life is the most rare, precious thing, life, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, it's so quick, 90% of the shit we're obsessing about does not even affect us in the way, you know what I mean, 90% of the stuff that's upsetting people has no effect on their daily lives. And then ninety percent of the stuff that does there are things that they could do to remedy it, and they choose not to and then people just end up in this never ending wash this cycle, and the clock's just ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking and and you you gotta be look you gotta <laughs> again, I'm the worst all right at a lot of this stuff you gotta let your walls down right i you know. I've been a walls-up guy a lot of my life. You can't have your walls-up and expect to receive the full experience here. That, that walls-up method doesn't work long-term. It'll it'll allow you to function. You You may be able to function well. You may be able to function great your entire life as a walls-up person. Some of the most successful people that ever lived have been that way and are that way. There is no question about it. In fact... If you're judging success in a certain manner, I would say a lot of them, if not most, have probably been walls up type people, you know, because it is that that single minded focus that allowed them to conquer an industry and what have you. But are they are they happy people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not talking about wealth or anything. I'm just talking about we don't know what life is. Okay, we just don't we've we've created this society, right, and we place importance on certain things, and obviously you know you have to be able to survive and you know it's nice to also have some luck but but we we structured it the way we did, but listen, just look at the whole animal kingdom. everything's already here the the biological needs that people have right the the connection and you know. The stuff, look, it's so hard. Whenever I start talking about this stuff, this is why it's it really is inarticulatable, if that's a word, or 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 ineffable. That's a good word. It's like it's hard. I start stumbling around. It was because it's hard. It's more of a thought. It's like when you try to articulate a dream, and it's like you realize ninety percent of the dream was kind of stuff you were feeling, and that's what made it so weird. More than just so. I don't know. Listen, just just from a, a, a personal viewpoint standpoint ugh, that I can't put into words, I'll just say, you know, look, the important stuff in life or or, or if anything comes after this or whatever, it's um, it, it, it seems to be based on connecting with other people or other life and on the, the type of energy that we give and that we receive And and the way that we choose to interact, and the the rest of the stuff, uh, feels temporary. I don't know. Again, it's hard to put. The rest of the stuff just feels like things we choose to do with our time, whatever time is, and it keeps us going. uh, You know, throughout the day. But you got to figure ninety nine percent of human history. People lived and survived without 99.9% of the things that we interact with all day. They just needed food and water, right? And I do believe a lot of those ancient tribes or, or Native Americans and stuff, look, how could they not have been more in touch with the spiritual world, the nature world, the meaning of all this shit? Like, if you were just, you know living in a desert you know smoking peyote all day without anything to distract you uh, other than other people and nature you'd probably be a lot more in tune with a lot of that stuff I don't know it was going down a we'll, we'll, we'll do a whole episode on that maybe i'll I'll figure out a way to better articulate some of it and uh, we can eat some eat some shrooms together or something we'll have a good time but yeah don't 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 have your wall up you know don't be too worried about experiencing hurt and and pain and and bad things or whatever it's like fuck it you're gonna you're you're gonna experience that stuff regardless so what's the difference you'll experience way more good stuff too things things really are supposed to hurt and and be shitty sometimes that's okay like they always say that's that's how you grow that's where you learn and when you feel shitty stuff you know, don't don't let the shitty stuff harden you, you know, don't let it harden, harden your heart. Don't don't become a worse version of yourself because of other people upset you or, or something didn't work out. Just stop it. You know, take a take a deep breath. Look up at the sky. Breathe it in, man. Honestly, honestly, like what's really that bad? Look, well, just look around the world. Everyone hurts. Everyone dies. Every single human that has ever lived and is alive will die. So like to fear it or to fear certain things or even, you know, like what's the worst thing that can happen is death, right? And everybody dies. So we will all already experience the worst thing possible. And everyone in our lives will experience the worst thing possible. And, uh, and why do I bring all this out? Like, why do we even rant about it? Cause like I look around, first of all, I look at myself and like I say, stuff I've dealt with and am dealing with. And I say a lot of these things. It's just like I say, this, this pod's like my personal, my personal therapy session. I say these things to remind myself and if it helps anyone else, great. And I say a lot of this stuff too, because I look around at either people i know or at society or online and it's just so much vitriol so much negativity and i can feel and see these people's energy and and everybody's lashing out at each other and you know attack it's like insulting and attacking and you know even recently somebody was telling me like Someone that they're very close friends with their whole life had unfriended them on Facebook over some political stuff. And look, everyone here's obviously, that's been going on for years. But it's like, what are we doing, man? Like, people are so caught up in the most meaningless bullshit. And then they're actually taking it and they're applying it to their lives and they're applying it to the, like, real relationships and things that actually do matter all becoming intertwined and intertangled and uh it's it's gross and i just wish i guess <laughs> people would be a little bit more aware of themselves and aware of this phenomenon that's happening and make the proper adjustments because i really am such an optimist and i guess i just look around frustrated at, at and then i go like man we really could live in such a fucking utopia if everybody just kind of adjusted their line of thinking a little bit left each other alone accepted each other a little more and understood it like I really do think just adjusting our line of thinking honest to god by by not that much even the world could be such a fucking magnificent and and, and people could be using platforms and, and social like social media is such a cesspool like The fact that we can communicate with anybody at any time all over the world, and 90% of it is just like, let's insult each like for what? And yeah, I make quips and jokes and talk all kinds of shit about, you know, a shitty president or anything else. Most of it's fun and lighthearted. But like, to be honest, I'm not even feeling that anyway. Like, oh, it's all so it it should not be affecting people's daily lives the way it does. And it frustrates me like crazy. So all these rants I give are about, you know, apply it to your personal life, apply it to everything, apply it to your loved ones, apply it to society, apply it to social media, apply it everywhere. Really, like just sit with yourself sometimes and just be like, what what's really bothering me? You know, what do I what do I really want in life? And also What's really bothering me? And and like I said, when it's your own emotions involved, it's it blinds you sometimes. You sit and think, go, hey, what would I advise somebody else in this situation? Like what when I look at somebody else objectively, what am I thinking about their shit? And then apply it to yourself and just be like, oh wow. Yeah, I really the way somebody would see the way I'm sitting here thinking about this thing, like, wow, that you know, because a lot of times it's probably a little simpler than you think, you know. Your problems a if you if you really sit and think like that a you're gonna find that the vast vast majority of the shit that's bothering you doesn't even matter, and there's nothing you could do about it anyway, and then you'll find that the stuff that is bothering you that there's little things that you could do that you're probably not doing and and that the answers to it are probably a lot simpler than you'd think uh i'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up, no list this show, I went long so. I am, uh, I'm not going to do a list. I will come back next time with a really good top five or ten for you guys next time. And uh, I just hope you all are feeling good. Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. And uh, I really love and appreciate you all. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much. Peace.